Attention all mortals, veterans and civilians alike. It's time to buckle up and get ready for a wild ride because you just tuned in to the Swan Dingo Files. Your host, Steven Swanson, is here to help you navigate the crazy world of transitioning from military life to civilian life. And let me tell you, it's a bumpy road, but with a little bit of humor and a lot of determination, we can make it through together. All right, welcome back to the next next uh, Swan Dingo Files. My guest today is Daniel Faust, a fellow veteran. Um, Daniel Faust, today we'll go over some your military service while you join, and also your transition period and how you're crushing it today. So, uh, you want to start off with why you joined the military to begin with? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I joined initially because of a girl. It was not motivated by services motivated by selfishness at least initially so uh it was a beautiful girl i was attracted to since freshman year she needed a ride to the recruiter i thought i could say tell her how i feel she crushed my heart and told me she already had somebody and then as the recruiter was trying to recruit her i got more recruited she got less recruited and i initially went in because of selfishness i wish i would have said it was for service it changed over time but initially that's the reason why i went in so i did 12 years of active duty uh, air force i've had several different afscs or mos's or rates whatever branch you're coming from and then after 12 years of service i transitioned to the reserve and I've been in the reserve now for 11 years. I did seven years as a traditional reservist. So one week in a month, two weeks a year. In the past three plus years, I've been doing a art position, which is a air reserve technician. So Monday through Friday plus drill weekends. So that's what I'm doing right now. And the, the way I'm crushing it now is I started uh, my own digital TV show. And I actually used to work for a digital TV company. And I help veterans in their transformation. We don't call it a transition because transition means you're going back, which is jump. You transform. And we help veterans and first responders transform from the bedroom to the boardroom. So we do holistic marriage, family, and leadership transformation. Oh, wow. Can you, uh, so Legacy TV, so that's what you're uh, concentrated on now. It's uh, tra- transforming military members like their business or what What are you trying to help them out with? So holistic. So think about when you got out of service or anybody gets out of service, you're either struggling in one of the three rooms or multiple of them. Like your bedroom is usually the one we struggle with the most because we mm-hmm. were in the mission in the boardroom in the war room constantly. We really didn't focus on our bedroom ops. So they might be struggling in their marriage as they made that transformation out. Other people might be struggling in the living room and connecting with their kids and building that relationships. And now their kids are teens and they're like, well, I was in the service while they were young and now they're teens and I don't really have a relationship. Or they might have a good relationship with their spouse and their kids, but they might be struggling in the boardroom in the sense of finding quality jobs, finding their next mission, finding what purpose do they have. Or they might find out they've been in like went to corporate for a long time and they get out of corporate either to start a business or they're trying to figure out themselves. So that's how we help from the bedroom to the boardroom. Most of our clients are usually boardroom clients because the intimate stuff, it takes a while for them to be safe and comfortable, but we offer holistic consultative services from the bedroom to the boardroom. So War Hero to Superhero, the show that is on Legrity globally is giving content delivery on Heptum to go over and to thrive. 
And then as they're comfortable, then they can go over and from listening from content to get context through consultative services. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. That's, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I've seen a lot of, I, I was in 14 and a half years before I got retired out, mm-hmm. medically retired. And uh, I've seen a lot of couples struggle um, seems like once they had kids, they struggled with the marriage. And I think that's a lot of the reason why the divorce rate in the military got so high between that, the deployments with everybody. Um, and it just got really challenging. I had several soldiers get divorced or I literally sat, one of my soldiers, we were both at an Applebee's, him and his wife were sitting there at a table next to us. And they were both just on their phone like this the whole time. Didn't look at each other once. And it's like, there's no intimacy there. There was like, of course they ended up divorced, but you no, know, it's like, I think that your message resonates with a lot of military members and ones that are getting out. Um, and they definitely need that kind of help. Um, so what, what, what's your job in the uh, air force? Right now I'm a group training manager. So I help them in their AFSC or MOS from BMT to tech school or AIT. I, I can speak multiple <laughs> military <laughs> languages. So whatever they go from like their basic training to their set school. And then when they progress through like an apprentice upgrade or a craftsman, so they get proficient in their MOS or AFSC. Mm-hmm. So our job is to train, track those metrics, and then also do ancillary training, which is stuff that yearly comes up that every soldier needs. And then we also work with the deployment managers when they're ready to go to ensure that they're skill qualified. So if you're like an 11 Bravo, you want to make sure you're hitting the target. I can never be an 11 Bravo because I fired zero out of 40 on my 522. It was horrible. And the only reason that I was able to stay in the military is because I never had any safety violations. I hit everybody else's target. So if Al-Qaeda is on the left or the right, I'll hit him. But if he's straight on, I'm done. So that's why it's good for me to be a training manager. I can go over and deal with the paperwork and the logistics and deal with the mm-hmm. people ops. But when it comes to bullets on target, I'll send that 11 Bravo in any day and just make sure that he or she is getting the proper training and resources that they need. But I'm not going to be firing that gun for them. Nope. <laughs> As Hey, logistics wins worth more than bullets do, so... Yeah, um, I actually watched a cook one day take a two four nine saw and out at a qualification range and automatic machine gun. He missed every target. He was <laughs> a hell of a cook though, so he could cook great. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, we all have our own purpose in the military, and I, you know, I was a nineteen Delta Cavalry Scout, so I always try to make that relationship with the mechanics, the cooks, the HR, you know, everybody else because they made my life easier on the inside than my own platoon did. So my own platoon gave me headaches, whereas everybody else always made my life easier. So. Yeah. that's what I've come to find out too. Sometimes the biggest headaches are the people we're closest to, but the thing is the biggest blessings we get from the people we're closest to in that particular regard. And that's the hope, at least for us at learn and live. So learn and live is the business war hero to superheroes to show that empowers and we go over and try to empower you to have those best close relationships thriving because when you do get out of the service your war room buddies 
are probably not going to be there. 90% or more. When I got out in 2012, I was out one month. I worked in the unit for two years. I trained at least five to six people personally. And I called 30 days after I left and I went to try to connect with somebody and they said, who is this? And I said, Sergeant Faust. They're like, who? The person that trained you on the phone 30 days ago to actually answer this phone. Oh yeah, it's you. I'm like, so that's what happens when you get out of the service is that you created these structures in your life and these rooms in a sense, but that war room, boardroom mentality those people in, those, in that life, unless you're still with them, they're most likely going to push away from you, just natural attrition. So we want you to thrive from the bedroom to the boardroom because those relationships in order, bedroom, living room, boardroom, is what's going to carry compared to the exact opposite. Because we get so mission driven sometimes we forget the biggest mission that's going to last is our marriages and our families. And the only reason they dissolve is because we put too much emphasis on the ones that only are going to pay in the short term, not pay in the long term. Yeah, you're, you're making a very, very solid, good point there. It's you know, one thing I always, and somebody told me once, and I've told other people after that, that once you're out of the military, it'll be there forever. Your family, you know, you only have so much time on this earth to cherish with your family. You know, you got 80 to 100 years, maybe at the most. So the people that, are in your direct circle, your family, are the biggest connection you're ever going to make in your life. So the military, once you're out, they don't care about you. So, yeah. I mean, they pretend they do, but are they pretend while you're in that, oh, you're this great, important person? Because I was in E7, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it, but I missed a lot of time with my kids. I uh, missed mm-hmm. a couple childbirths, um, missed a couple anniversaries, of course. And, you know, but my wife stuck with me, and we got a really strong relationship. So I have, I got probably one of the best marriages uh, out of most people I see. And it's because me and her, we really spend a lot of time together. And sometimes she's a little clingy though, but she's, it's a lot of fun to be around her. And uh, I got six kids, so I got my hands full over here. Yeah, I have four myself, so I totally understand that. They're out in the living room right now as we're (laughs) recording, so I totally understand that. And those are the relationships that are going to go over and last. I even have to remind my kids, I'm like, they invest so much. Like, I think it's not just the military that jacks us up. We, oh. the kids use the school room instead of the, the, the living room and the bedroom as the relationships to go over and to build. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to put all the investment in. And I'm like, you need to put investment in the right place. You know, there's only going to be, quote unquote, one person that's going to be coming in your bedroom once you go over and get married. You're not going to have all those people that you're investing into in that regard. So we really need to realize is that our war room or boardroom work, our mission needs to be an outpouring of the bedroom and living room because that's what's going to last. That's what's going to be legacy. So clingy is actually a good thing Mm -hmm. because for me personally, I come from a Christian point of view and we're supposed to cleave. We're supposed to bond together. Do I like physical touch? No. Dr. Gary Chapman knows I don't. I know him personally. But the thing of it is, it is a love language. So I go over and I serve in that capacity to my wife and to my kids to go love and outpour in them because those are the relationships that are going to go thrive and be fruitful long term in that particular regard. So, hey, if she's clingy, then she's doing her <laughs> biblical command. Awesome. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So, okay, um, do you deal mostly with uh, military members or 
Or just just military members or just everybody? Military veterans and first responders, we specifically niche. Now, if a client that's non-military, non-veteran, non-first responder calls, I'll serve them initially in consultation. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that that's my main audience. That's what I market to. That's what okay. I go work towards and everything else. So, and the thing is, is that we as a community need to go up with each other first. And then we can have those veterans that their next mission might be the civilian populace to go over and serve. So I obviously, if anybody calls, I'm not going to go deny a phone call. If they really want to work with me, great. You're either going to love or hate me. That's what I've come to find out. That's the way it is. Just my voice, the way I present myself. I still have a military haircut after 23 years. I'm going to be the 90-year-old that you're going to be like, is he a Marine? No, I just like the haircut. That's it. I was Air Force. But I'm just saying that you're going to know that I'm in the service and that's who I am. So I might as well serve the people that are going to more love me than naturally hate me. Because when I usually meet civilians, it's either a love-hate relationship. So. <laughs> so let me ask you this then, because uh, there is a lot of mental health issues going on right now, especially with the military and PTSD. Do you have, what what advice do you give them? Because I, I know you're not a doctor or nothing, but yeah. you know, clearly families are coming to you. They need help. And a lot of times it comes down to the PTSD because... I know at times I get short-tempered with my kids and my wife. Um, how do you help them with the PTSD and trying to get back in touch with the spouse and the kids? Because it can be hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So I used to work in mental health for two and a half years. And the reason why I started to do consulting because I wanted to help veterans with the here and now in the future. Counselors help with the past. So if anybody comes to me and I start seeing the mental health flags flying, not like ADHD, those are easy stuff. But if it's like, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, schizophrenia, bipolar, those types of things. If I start seeing those things, because I used to work with those patients all the time, I would synergistically work with them and find them a provider. So that's one of the things that we do at, at uh, Learn and Live is that if it starts going into the past, then we're either going to help them find spiritual or secular counselors that can go over and help them clinically speaking, because they're going to be able to dive deeper. But if you're struggling in the here and now, then we give you tactics. Everything that we do at Learn and Live and on our show, We're Here to Superhero, and any workshop, seminar, anything we do, even speaking engagements, it's tactical stuff that you can apply right away. Just like the love languages from Dr. Gary Chapman. If you're not physical touch, but your spouse is, visit and give her a hug occasionally. You don't need to stay on too long. And then you have that conversation. Now you can have those words and say, hey, hon, physical touch is the bottom of my list. I understand it's your top. What's in the middle ground that we can go over and meet? Can we just do a before and after hug each and every day? Do I need to go over and practice? So we try to give tactical tips. But if we start seeing that mental health issues cusp, then we try to connect you with the best resources or give you recommendations. That was one of the things that was hard when I worked in mental health. I could see a great resource, and that is some of the problems with active duty in the VA. They're not mm -hmm. authorized to give referrals to other agencies. So they could have a best equine therapy in the world that could help the soldier or go in the mountains to go over and hike or anything else. And we couldn't go over and give them those recommendations. So that's why I stay in the consultation world because I can, as a consultant, give recommendations because you're an adult. 
we just go over and make sure it's like, hey, this is just advice. You make that choice. Counselors can't because unfortunately counselors can be taken as that position of authority. And that's why a lot of times if you get into the VA system, they're not helping you and they're not giving you the right resources. They legally can't. Because mm -hmm. let's say you grab that equine therapy. There's a great one in Maryland. Like I live in Delaware and there's a great one that you can go over and use. And they give the first session for the veterans free and then they give discount services and everything else. But let's say something goes bad at that equine therapy thing for you, or maybe it really went bad and it was a legit thing. You could come back and say, I'm now going to sue this counselor because they said I should be going to this equine therapy thing. Then they go over and get sued and then they lose their license because they had a bad episode in that particular regard. So as we go on that thing, and that's what we teach. Everything we do with Learn and Live and, and our show, Work Here Superhero, is giving you those tactics so you know when you walk in, no matter if it's marriage, family, or leadership business, that you're walking in with the best advice that we can go over and give you. So long story short, if we see it, we try to partner with other people so they have a synergistic way to go over and to thrive instead of just, okay, this one methodology, you got to stick with it because you're in this system. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people are tired of the uh, VA's way and the military's way of treating soldiers with PTSD and other <clears throat> mental health issues. It's just most of them is just medicate. And I found out a long time ago that medicate medication doesn't work for the most for the most part and can actually cause more issues. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is sexual issues and intimacy is a big part of marriage. And yeah. some, um, I'm finding out now more like meditation and yoga and talking about it with somebody can play a bigger role than the medication can do. And I don't know why the VA and the military is not pushing more stuff like that kind of stuff where it's just let's dope you up with everything we have and try to beat it that way when it doesn't work. It, you're turning people into zombies and you're pulling them further away from their families so yeah so i can speak a little bit but not as a just because i was in that world and i'm not i'm not giving a true opinion to say no this is just mm -hmm. what i saw so i we cover our butts <laughs> yeah online. so as you're going to listen it's like the the reason i've seen this is that they have to have anecdotal evidence that enough people are not having help with those items so let's say you take Pro Virgil, for example, and Pro Virgil was a circadian rhythm adjustment. Let's say you're going from night shift to day shift and all this type of stuff, and now you can't sleep because you keep rotating. Mm -hmm. Well, they anecdotally have to go over and prove that, hey, a lot of these people are struggling because each veteran is different, but each provider is different. My providers have been really well on the VA side. Uh, I don't know her name, unfortunately, because I don't memorize all my provider's names, but I get migraines <laughs> and this device, you can barely see, it's called a Cephaly. The VA is now authorizing this, which is uses uh, neurotransmitters and vibration to, to grow the nerves so you don't get the headaches and migraines so much. So they're starting to get a more holistic approach, but you have to have enough of a body of people to validate whatever method or modality is not working and you have to be an own advocate and also us as patients if we just take it because the doc says it and we don't fight back then we're advocating for it not there might be a few individuals that fight for themselves or especially if spouses are listening 
help your veteran fight with the VA, get yourself like a medical power attorney or anything else that you go over and need. And that's going to help you. And as more people advocate for that, and also go to the advocation groups, like a lot of lobby groups, like we don't want to get into politics too much, but lobbyists <laughs> change things. The reason why things are changing in the VA or things are changing in the military and we have progressed so much is because we go over and we have groups that go over and lobby. So I'm very much thankful they do acupuncture now, they do chiropractic, they do medical massage, and they do like uh, non-invasive, non-medical things for migraines. So that's the way to go over and change it. Each of us individuals, if we come together and we keep saying, no, we don't want this, then hey, the VA is going to have to change because it is overall, it is money. So if they're seeing that the stuff's not being used, then they're going to go over and pivot. So I think sometimes we need to have those conversations. Veterans that maybe are not as worse off on the severe PTSD. Yeah, you need your spouse to be that battle buddy to go fight for you. But the veterans that are not like myself, and I'm not sure how far are you to go over and be that advocate. Even this podcast is an advocate. The VA and the, and the, and the people are listening. I've had people that have been in the VA that I think have been on my show. So we're all people. We just need to go over and come together and then be that one strong voice to say, hey, these resources, I'm starting to see it. The VA is getting a lot better. The military is starting to go over and see that. We just have to have the legacy type fight to go do that. That's anything that we go out for. Yeah, you do make a good point that the VA is starting to pivot some. I noticed um, even when I first joined or first came around, there was they weren't even issuing TENS units because I, I got, you know, spine issues and other um, issues. But, I mean, just TENS units and they gave me a blood pressure monitor and, you know, they've given me a bunch of stuff lately. And so I, I can see them pivoting, which is nice. Um and I know, I do know things are getting better with the VA. I know there's still some. I know they kind of dropped the ball with my brother-in-law who did pass away from alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, it, me and him served together in 2003, four, and then we're roommates out of Fort Riley. And then about two years ago, he passed away. Oh, wow. um, he literally drank himself to death. And <laughs> But it is nice seeing that you're out there, you're actually advocating, um, and you're actually helping couples with, how do you say it again? The bedroom, the boardroom? Bed, bedroom to the boardroom. So, yeah. So that's how we help. Because holistically, those are the three places that we struggle most. It's either in our marriages, in our families, or at the workplace. So that's why we made it from the bedroom to the boardroom. So it's also good for branding. <laughs> yeah. No. It, when I first read that, it's like, what is he talking about? Like, I don't want to jump to conclusions because it's like bedroom to boardroom. Like, what? I, I don't know. No, I, I want to make sure it wasn't going to cheat from the bedroom to the boardroom. Definitely not that. <laughs> no, I, I was just like, man, I, I need to make sure I get clarification on this. So, um, how can people find you, reach out to you, or find your social media um, handlers? Yeah, really simple. If you go to Linktree uh, slash Warhero to Superhero, you can find everything about us just right there. You don't have to memorize anything else. All the social media handles there, the TV shows there, our books are there, our master classes, when we do speaking engagements, and they can connect with everything synergistically, our digital TV show, everything. And if you're a veteran that's an entrepreneur, that is a beautiful thing to go and get. There's other types of versions, but I like Linktree the best. 
It starts out as free. And then if you want to go to fee to add extra features, you can go over and do that. And they don't even penalize you if you go down. Like my wife was doing $6 a month and she does a ministry. She went to zero because her ministry had a slow season. So she was able to go down and she still kept the majority of her features on her link tree. So just link tree slash war hero to superhero. You'll find everything we do. And that's just the one source that you can find it. We just keep it simple because if you keep it simple, people are going to go over and follow. Okay. And uh, final question is, so what is your, you know, there's a lot of veterans struggling right now, marriage, and they put all their time, like, like, like I normally do or used to, we get so driven from the military to focus on our job and not our marriage and our children. I mean, there was even a book written, Why is Dad Mad? Trying to help explain, you know, why is Dad Mad from PTSD, stuff like that. What's your best advice for the job-driven veteran? What what does he need to do to change it and save his marriage? Or at least not save, but, you know, reignite some fire in his marriage and be a part of his children's life. I would say your biggest mission is your bedroom. You focus on that first and then you outpour into the living room. That's going to help because I was that way. When I came out of service, I tried to focus on getting this business up and rolling. And I originally ran it through Christian churches at first because I was scared of, you know, because our community is not a quote unquote rich community. There's some, but the average veterans, 25,000 to 85,000. So I've just come to focus. It's like I had to re-pivot and say, okay, if I don't focus on the bedroom and in the living room, the boardroom's not going to happen. Because you can even become rich. You see the rich and famous people. You name whoever you want to name. We're not going to dime out names, but we know when people get to a certain caliber, things happen. They just don't keep their marriages together. But the only reason we keep them together, per se, is because of socioeconomical issues. But if you really want to keep it for a legacy and not just be roommates, you get your doctorate degree in your spouse. You focus your mission in the bedroom. My spouse empowers me to do what I do in the boardroom. She's on the show occasionally. She goes over and talks about it. She's willing to connect me with other male spouses that might need services and everything else. They become your biggest advocate. When you're, when you're both working together and you look at it as a mission of two to become one, it's very easy to lift the couch when you have two people. It's hard as hell when it's one. So might as well go over and like what Chris Rock says, you're a team. You make her successful. He makes you successful. You both come together and that's how you go do it in that regard. So your mission pivots from, hey, my mission is my family and my spouse. It's going to be hard as H-E double hockey sticks. That's a nice word. That's the PG word for it. But if you go over and do that, because I went through five years of hell to get through this, is that at the end of the five years, you're going to see dividends that are going to carry. And it even carries not just in the relationship, it can carry fiscally in the long term. Because when you're both on the same mission, you're synergistically bringing it together. It's like it's just like an army unit. If you're all on the same mission and the same vision, you're going to thrive. You're not going to go over and just survive. That is very true, actually. So I do appreciate it. And I know you got another meeting here soon. Um, but I love hearing this. And I love some I love hearing veterans reaching out 
with stuff like this, trying to help other veterans. Um, I think this is a major issue. You know, just well as I do, the military has a huge divorce rate. And be, and it is because we're two mission-oriented deployments and stuff like that. And the love does get lost in a, in a relationship. And I'm hoping, my biggest goal is, because, you know, with what you're trying to do, there is a, a lot of child abuse going on, too. I'm really hoping what you're preaching and what you're trying to help with will help drive that number down. So people, so not just the dads, but the moms also can, you know, collaborate together and make a, a more holistic family unit versus just what we're doing, now, what they were doing before. And maybe the divorce rate will go down also. So, because God knows uh, military members need help. They really do. So, yeah. and I appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah, thank you. One couple at a time. That is our goal. So <laughs> we just work with one couple, one person, one soldier at a time. So thank you for letting me on this podcast. Much appreciated. Well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode of the Swandingo Files. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with your host, Stephen Swanson, as much as he enjoys recording it. Remember, transitioning from military life to civilian life is tough. But with a little bit of grit, a dash of humor, and a lot of determination, you can overcome any obstacle. So until next time, keep on trucking and keep Swandingoing.